Hey guys, today's episode is for the girl who has a big dream. Mac and I are talking through four things that have helped us in stepping into our dreams and hopefully it will help you as you are dreaming bigger and following the Lord with everything you got. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. All right, we are back for another episode of For the Girl, and I'm really excited about our conversation this week because we're talking about dreams, and I think some of you have some big dreams out there. Like, yes, I can't even imagine when you like close your sleep, when you close your eyes at night, and you're just like thinking like. God, this is what I want to do with my life. This is what I feel called to. So for all of you that are big dreamers, this episode is especially for you. We're going to walk you through some of the biggest things God has taught us on our dream journey. But before we do that, we have a Mac and Ken's mess up for you. And this one is like a little by way of because should we tell them about Bert and Ed? Yes. So we live in this. <laughs> we don't live. We here. don't live here. We actually. don't live here. <laughs> we work in this office. That's an old house. It's a renovated house, and it's pretty historic. <laughs> it's pretty historic. <laughs> uh, back in World War Two, it was actually a yeah. mark of mm. yeah. breakthrough mm. on the battle lines. Yes, mm-hmm. but. And we have the honor of it hospitalized fallen soldiers. That too. Not true. Okay. Okay. But anyways, the guys that own the building, they work from upstairs and, and we have the downstairs. And they're a little on the older side. They are gray. Gray. And should be retired. But they're still working. They're still up there every day. And sometimes they come down and they give us some good lectures. You know, like yeah. too many dishes in the sink. We didn't pull forward enough in our parking spots. Yep. And recently we got a lecture about, you know, leaving crumbs around because in his words, we have a varmint problem. AKA, a varmint? Yeah, that's what he said. He told me, he's like, we have a varmint what issue. Does that mean? And my wife, Becky, is terrified of mice. So we oh. have to not tell her, but we can't leave crumbs around. And oh. I was like, oh no, okay, okay, okay. So I heard about the varmint issue, but I'd never seen any mice. <laughs> I never had seen mice too. And I just think that they, I thought that first that it was they like were exaggerating. Exaggerating, it? yes. Yeah, so recently um, I have this ritual where before conference in preparation, I come to the office at night and work on my like night for the or my talk for the final night. So not too long ago, I'm at the office. It's like a Tuesday night. It's probably like 8 p.m. It's dark. The house is kind of creepy at night anyways. So I'm kind of scared the whole time I'm here, but I like push through and I'm standing there and I'm rehearsing my talk. And out comes a mouse from Kenzie and I's office and it darts into Bryson's office and I am frozen. Like, I don't know what to do. Mice are disgust me. Like, I'm literally like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I left, I left 
and was freaked left out right then and there i straight up left how I got quick my things. did you run or like got, what was no did you I pick up your things frantically i tiptoed okay so you tiptoed i didn't want to wake because i could hear it in bryson's office like ruffling in the trash so can. as soon as you saw it and heard it you just grabbed yourself calm and Collected. No, I mean, I was scared, but I tiptoed out because, you know, I didn't want it to, like, make a loud noise and then it dart out I wish again. I could be there watching you tiptoe. So I left the office and I told the story and I was like, we can't tell Ed. He'll be so distraught. Yikes. Like, we're just going to have to live with this mouse. Like, we're going to have to live with this mouse. Yeah. So fast forward to um, just a few days ago, post-conference and... Uh. We are at the office and we are unloading everything. And all of a sudden, Ed pulls Megan, our operations girl, aside and points out a dead mouse in the shipping room. Uh, and then he found... Was it just right in the middle of the floor? No, it was like off to the side. Then he found another dead mouse under a bookshelf. What? Did he go searching? I don't know. But he was very, very bothered by no. the mice problem. <laughs> and he kept saying, shh, don't tell Becky. That's his wife. Don't he didn't want Becky to know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, basically we have a mouse infestation. I wonder how many mouse they have find upstairs. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. There's probably a mouse in this room right now. What do you think? Uh, it's so weird with mice because it's like there's not many places they can go, but then they're still there. They're so still gross. there. Where do they come from? I don't even know. Well, I was feeding my dog I, like two days ago and picked up the bowl to get more food. There was a mice. No. Are uh, you serious? <laughs> yeah. What? Right straight under the pole. Yeah. Ew. Your house too? I mean, You can't time. get away from them. Big time. I find them in traps and everything. I deal with it on my own. You like a big you girl. get rid of them yourselves? Myself, yeah. No, you don't. No, 100%. I you do. You got that mouse out of the food bowl and threw it away? It was on, on the ground under the food bowl, and I did, yeah. I sweeped it into a pan, oh and then God. I, I took the pan in the garbage. It oh. was a, I used to I have a history with mice, actually. When I was younger, I used to buy them from the pet store to save them from getting fed to the snakes. What? And I would walk them on leashes. Yep. What? <laughs> yeah, I would. What? I would. And when we would go camping, they would come this with. This explains so much. Yeah, oh so we have a history. I'm comfortable around them. They're pretty cute. I mean, I bet. Is one from the pet store the same as one in the wild? I don't know. Honestly, I have I don't no know. idea. I have no idea. I'm we will very never disturbed know. Only by this story. the Lord. Whoo, guys, okay. sorry to start on that note. But wow, wow. Speaking of mice. And dreams. And dreams. Let's talk about dreams. <laughs> Let's. I'm really excited to talk about dreams. Me too, because what fun of a subject. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk about it in like a little different way than maybe some other podcasts you've heard about dreams. You know, there's a lot of self-help podcasts out there that are like, yeah. when you dream big, like this is what you got to do. And we're going to really take it in a little bit of a different approach. And yeah. I hope that it really encourages and also kind of inspires those of you who have a big dream. So yes, agreed. So we have four things that we actually wanted to walk through. Um, four things that will help your dream become 
a bigger dream and a reality in yes. your life. Um, there are four things that we've actually learned from stepping into our dreams and our purpose and our passions with delight. And yeah, we're pretty much going to be kind of handing off everything that we've learned over the last eight years and giving it to you as a way to step into the things the Lord's put on your heart. Yes. Okay. So first up, the first thing, if you have a big dream and you want to start to step into it, this is easy, but you have to make it a priority. I know that Ken's and I, when we had this like idea and this dream for Delight, um, I think a lot of you know that Ken's was on a plane ride. Delight was already a Bible study, but she was on a plane ride home and God just kind of gave her a vision for what Delight could look like on college campuses all over the country. And so she calls me and she's like, hey, Mac, like, let's take Delight everywhere. Would you be in? Would you want to do this? And I was like, yes, of course. So we yeah. both got back to Nashville a week later. And we spent that whole summer doing this. We were both working. I think you were working at a hair salon. I was working. I was nannying that summer. We both had some random summer jobs. <laughs> and um, we, every single day when we get off work, we would meet up together like at a coffee shop or something and just really just started kind of like dreaming and like making it happen. Like there were yeah. so many other ways that we could have spent our time that summer, you know, doing fun things, going to the pool, hanging out. But we both kind of felt this pool and this call to this dream. And so we did yeah. some really ridiculous things that summer. We would like meet with random people and be like, I don't even know what we would tell them. What would we tell them in our meetings? Like, oh my gosh. we want to do this. And <laughs> it would be like the son of somebody who was important, but it was like their son. So like they really couldn't help <laughs> us, but like we still met with them. The next best. Yeah, the yeah. next best thing, you know? And so we would meet with them kind of just like share with them our dream. And that honestly really like laid a foundation for I believe God yeah. to do some super, super cool things. We kind of like mm. stepped out and made the dream happen before it was ever a thing. Yeah. Which I think sure. is important. For sure. I think oftentimes people have ideas on their heart. They're like, oh, I would love to do this. Or yeah. like, this would be a really cool business idea or great ministry opportunity. And the first couple steps though are so awkward and like so weird. Like that whole yeah. summer, I mean, we spent probably like five to six hours every single day, five to six hours every day after our like quote unquote day jobs, yeah. which weren't really real jobs anyways. If, <laughs> but, but yeah, we spent all that time doing something like we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have like an end goal or we didn't know that the things we were writing or the meetings we would have would end up what they are today. Like we seriously had no idea. A lot of times it felt like a waste of time. It felt like random little to-do lists. It didn't feel it, it didn't really feel real. And yeah. I think we all go through that at the beginning of a dream. You Those first couple steps are just kind of like shooting. You feel a little ridiculous. Y yeah. yeah. You're like, what am I doing? It's almost like imposter syndrome. You're like, I feel stupid yeah. saying this out loud. But I think like the longer you do it, the more that you like take those little steps of, of faith and obedience in it. It's like... God really starts to meet you. And I think yeah. like we have to be comfortable with not being the expert and the professional and it not already looking flashy and cool from the beginning. Like totally. those humble beginnings, those humble beginnings, like those moments where our like in our college house, the closet was stuffed full of delight things because we had nowhere else to yeah. put it. Like yeah. 
I like celebrate those humble beginnings all the time and yeah. sometimes wish I could go back to them because they were like such sweet moments where the vision was so alive and like we were so excited about about this dream that we had. And so yeah. I think like don't like just be don't like grow too fast that you miss out on this like season of discipline and priority. I think yeah. it's really important. Yeah, totally. And even when those moments feel so silly, you still have to make that a priority. Yeah. Like even though it doesn't it feels like a waste of time or it feels like it's going nowhere or it feels so small like those very small things you've just got to make like you got to like hype yourself up and be like okay this matters this matters like I might not see the fruit of this I might not even get to something important or see the end goal for two yeah. three four years but I'm still going to make a priority in the now yeah. and I think about it during that season of life I think all our friends thought we were crazy oh for you sure. know what I mean like yeah I think they were like what are Mac and Ken's doing like yeah, this they, is not going to be a thing Ken just dropped her phone sorry 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 um, that was loud <laughs> this is not going to be a thing like what what are they doing? But I really think it's so cool. So many of our friends come up to us now and they're like, I cannot believe that you guys are still doing this. I cannot yeah. believe that that little like dream you guys had back sophomore year of college is what it is today. Yeah. And so, yeah, For there's yeah. going to be people that think you're crazy. Like people thought <laughs> Noah it. was crazy building his arc, like all yeah. these different moments. But like, if you know in your heart that that's like what you've been called to do, that's good. do it. Go just for it. do it. Yeah, even when it looks silly. Literally, people just thought we were trying to make more out of like our Bible study at Belmont. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're just like wanting to make it cuter or get more people there. Yeah. We were like, it's okay. You want to understand. It's okay if people dismiss you, James, because it's going to be good one day. And yeah. the Lord knows. Okay, the second thing um, that we wanted to talk about is rewriting your measure of success mm. in your dream. Um What's sad is I think oftentimes in today's culture, we start things for like recognition yeah. or influence yeah. when that shouldn't be the starting point. Um, and I think all of us, before we start chasing after a dream or if you're in the middle of your dream too and still in like that beginning season, it's just check your heart in this. And if you have already started, like check your heart and rewrite that. Like, who are you impacting? Who are you reaching? What good are you bringing to the world around you? Where's Jesus in mm -hmm. it? Um, and rewrite that for yourself. And if you're at the beginning before you've even started it and you're asking the Lord, like, should I pursue this? Should I do this? Is this what you have for me? Um, talk to him about this. Like, where is the starting point for you? Is it about, are you making it about you and your influence and your recognition? Or yeah. is this about bettering the world around you? Yeah, I think it's so important. And I, I, I think this applies to all dreams. I don't think this has to just be people who have ministry dreams. Like your dream yeah. could be to be a doctor one day. Your dream could be to be like a famous soccer player. I don't know what it is. Um, but I think that like we all have a kingdom part of our dream. Like we all can use these dreams that God has placed in us to like reach people for the kingdom of God and to like really start to shift things in our world. And, um, yeah. I think if your dream only lies at the end of the day, like the success in your dream only lies like in numbers or in, you know, if and when I get this certain specific thing, um, 
it's going to be a pretty empty dream to chase. You're literally going to be striving every single day of your life. You're going to be miserable up until that point that you think that one thing that's finally going to make you happy, um, you finally get it. And then you're still not happy. Like Mm. I have to think about within delight all the time. Like I can so easily be like, Oh, when we have 200 chapters, then I'm going to feel like accomplished. Or when Mm. we have, a thousand women at the leadership conference, then I'm going to feel like, Oh, this is all worth it. But Mm -hmm. what I have to go back to is like, Hey, if only one person ever was affected by delight, would it all be worth it? And not too long ago, like we had, um, a girl come up to us at a for the girl event who shared with us this story. And it was just like, honestly, that night I was kind of checked out, kind of ready to go home, kind of ready, like tired and be like, I'm ready to get my bed and stop talking to people. But she came up to us and she just shared the story of how like her life was so lonely. She was at such a low spot in her life. Yet she found the delight community and she had had like suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts. She like knew how she wanted to take her life basically. And, but somehow through like God's goodness and through the delight community, like she was like, no, like my life matters. And like, I, she knew Mm. she had a purpose. And for me, I was like, it, God brought me back in that moment to like how much one person really does matter and how like maybe all of this delight thing was only for that one girl. And like, honestly, at the end of the day, that would be worth it. Like I would be satisfied. I would be like, wow, Lord. Yes. And so there are days when my heart wants to jump ahead and be like, God, this only matters when X, Y, and Z happens. But I think if you can go back and you can rewrite your measure of success, and I don't think this is a one-time thing. I think this is a daily thing. Like you have to constantly mm-hmm. be like, Lord, yeah. why does this matter? And like, how do I get yeah. back to an audience of one? How can I just look to you only for like my success? Not like how many people are coming up to me and telling me how amazing this is. Like, Lord, how do I just know in my heart of hearts that like I'm chasing after the thing that you've mm-hmm. called me to and you're proud of me and you see me and you know me and all of it. And so yeah. I think it's really hard in our culture today. We're all like so tied to yeah. like compliments and, and numbers and, and yeah. followers on Instagram. And like, yeah. we think like if we don't have this many followers and we don't have purpose or platform and mm. I just think like, Hey, maybe you only have one, but like you could really influence that one person well. So, yeah, that's so good. I love it. Okay. Our third thing is um, to not limit what God can do through your dream. Amen. Wow. <laughs> um, and truly, yeah, I think like it, and it kind of builds off the thing that we just said of rewriting your measure of success. So if you rewrite that and you're like, wow, this is kingdom focused. Like, yeah, this is for God. This is because of God. I put myself behind. I'm coming at this in complete like humility. And then you can't limit what God can do. Yeah. Um, one thing in delight, that's a fun part of my role is I get to talk to all of our brand new leaders. So if you're wanting to start a delight chapter, I walk them through over the phone, the process and getting it started. And the first part of the phone call, I always ask them, how'd you hear about delight? And they usually go on for the next like five or 10 minutes about like, how they heard about delight. So they'll be like, one of my friends, she told me about it because it impacted her life. And you know, it's so crazy. Then I was at a coffee shop and I saw a girl with a delight sweatshirt and it was just so random because I had never seen one before. And that was such affirmation. And then like, 
you, I was scrolling through Instagram and like another thing about diet came up and like I sat on it for two more months and then like a friend brought it up and like all literally, these crazy things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're so called to delight clearly. Yeah. And I usually like when I talk to them, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. You are so called to this. That's so cool that God. And I believe when God like wants you to step into something, he'll confirm it like multiple times yeah. for you. So I'm sitting there on the other side of the phone being like, this is going to be so good. Like, are you not pumped? Like God chose you of all the people on your college campus to do this. Like, wow, whoa, cool. And they're like, yeah, amen, let's go. And so the first step in getting it started, I kind of shift the conversation. I'm like, great, awesome. Well, the first step in getting it started is finding five to 10 leaders to be able to do this with you on your campus. Five to 10 people. And I go through like how they can find those people and this and that. And they're like, okay, great. They're like, can I ask you a question? Like, what if I only like find four? Like, what if I find like three and then like another one comes later on? Is Would that be okay? And I sit there on the other side of the phone and no, I mean, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. One more leader, one less leader, it doesn't matter. But I'm sitting there being like, gosh, you're already starting yeah. <laughs> to limit what God can do. Like he just so clearly called to this into your life. Like, can't you believe he can find 10 people for you? Like, what about 20 people? What about 40 people? Like he's gonna provide. And like, I think it's crazy how often our knee jerk reaction is to doubt and to, to get this God sight stream and like shrink it. So what yeah. feels capable for us yeah. or what's possible for us. And yeah, in her shoes, she's probably like, yeah, I only really know four people or whatever. She's like thinking through her like logical worldly mindset. But like, what if we move to like a heavenly perspective of like, no, but if I have a little more courage, if I have a little bit more faith, God could probably multiply those people I know. Or like just even like letting yourself daydream and think bigger and dream bigger than what yeah. we know is capable. That's so good. That seriously hypes me up. It ants me up because like God said, like we are going to look different than this world. So like, honestly, our dreams are going to look different than this world. We are going to dream dreams that like we can't even fathom how they would come true. Like I see that in delight sometimes. There are some times that Ken's and I are like, guys, this is what we're doing. And our team and our board looks at us and they're like, you guys are crazy. There's no way. There's no way. Like there's no possible way. And then what do you know? Like God does it. He yeah. does it. And like, he so honors wow. our like faith to trust him with the scary things. And like, honestly, guys, like we can't trust God by making a dream that is very easy to see come to fruition. Like that's not trusting God. That's yeah. just like being strategic and thinking yeah. rationally and doing all these things that are like what the world, everybody else around you can do. But as like yeah. followers of Jesus, we are called to like dream these crazy things to like step out and trust and, and see what God can do when we yeah. give him like every little piece of ourselves. And we say, all right, Lord, like this doesn't make sense, but like, I believe that you can move and you can work through this. And so I think that's really cool. I think in our world, we're afraid. We're afraid to speak it out loud. We're afraid to say like, hey, mm. this is what I feel like God's calling me to do because we feel like if it doesn't happen, it's a failure. Like it's like yeah. a failure on us and we must have screwed it up. Totally. But I think it's just a way to say like, hey, this is crazy, but like 
I trust God. And like, I know that God's got the other side. And even if it doesn't look exactly the way I thought it was going to look like, I know mm. his plan is good and yeah. so much better. And so, yeah. And I crazy. think that's important. Yeah. We often like build our dreams too around just like what we have right now. Like in that moment, we're yeah. like, okay, like this is my dream. This is what I've got right now. This is my season right now. These are my friends right now. This is my church right now. This is my heart condition right now. And that's a good starting place. But then you have to think like your next step is exactly this of like, okay, this is what I have now. This is my season now. But what is like the miracle part and point in this? Like, what is God going to multiply? What is he going to do that's like beyond my expectations? Like, and think past your like line of your finish line. Like, what is God's finish line? Like, what is what more does he have for you in your dream? And just like let your mind wander. I think it's a beautiful thing. Fun yeah. practice too. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we've talked about as dreamers, we have to make our dream a priority. We have to rewrite our measure of success. We have to stand in confidence for what God can actually do through our dreams. And then this is our last one. And I think this is so important and maybe not what you were expecting from a podcast all about dreams. But at the end of the day, guys, you cannot make your dream your identity. It cannot be who you are and I say this from like total experience. Um, a lot of people know my story that I was like, had a dream of being a country singer, which is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> We've brought it up a few times on I this know. podcast. And like now I everybody knows my secret. <laughs> they really do. And like, I feel like you might need to bring it back because you might be famous now. <laughs> like, you know, like they said, somebody so many did come up to now. me and they're like, we listened to your whole yeah. album. And oh I was like, gosh. oh no. Those Great. Spotify checks are going to start coming in the mail. Yes, the guys, streams. bring it on. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so I really struggled with making my music who I was. And so, um, and I had this like total identity crisis where I chose like lay down music and didn't know who I was on, on the other side of it. And I was like, okay, I, I found delight and delight started happening. And honestly, guys, a couple years later, I found myself just kind of like back in this place where I had completely made this dream of delight who I was. Like there was this moment within delight or where within delight where I had no clue who I was outside of delight. Like I literally had no clue. Every time something went wrong in delight, it felt like a stab to the heart. Like mm -hmm. I could not separate myself. Every time something went well, mm -hmm. I was on my high horse. I was prideful. I was on top of the world. But then every time something went wrong, it was like my world came crashing down. Mm. And, um, I feel like I had to come to this moment where two things really changed to kind of my shift in identity when it came to my dream. The first thing was like, there was a moment in delight where I came really close to walking away. And, um, I kind of felt like, um, Abraham laying Isaac on the altar and just being like, all right, Lord, like if you're calling me to lay this down and to like surrender this to you, like I will, I will. Okay. Okay. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I'm walking away. And then God just saying, Hey, pick it up off the altar. Like you, this is still like, I just wanted, I wanted to see if you trust me, but at the same time, like, remember, like, this is not who you are at the end of the day. And that really changed things for me of going, you know, I know I got really close to knowing what it was like to like do my life without delight and realizing like I was going to be okay on the other side. Like God was still going to hold me. God was still going to have me. And so I think that that really shifted things for me. And then secondly, like over the last couple of years, I think we both have worked on this is like, I've really tried to build a life outside of my dreams. 
Um, I always say that like, I want my best ministry to happen at like 5 p.m. every day, not Mm -hmm. like from nine to five when I'm doing my work and like, I want my best ministry, I want my biggest purpose to happen in my everyday normal life where I don't have a title, where mm. I don't have this like platform of delight to lead yeah. in. Like yeah. that's when I want my life to matter the most. Cause that's when I'm like with my community and the people that I really love. And, and that's when I get to be like a part of a church. That's when I get to like love on people and not get paid for it, honestly, at the end of the day. And I think that that's so important that not only do we like build dreams and like steward them well, but there comes a point where you have to kind of steward who you are outside of that as well too. And, um, it's looked different for me in different seasons, but that has been so good because I can stand here, you know, eight years into this dream and say, if this all ended tomorrow and it all like went away, Mm-hmm. I know I would be fine. I know who I am and whose I am at the end of the day with or without delight. And that's like a powerful thing. I think our culture today says like who we are is like what we do. And I just don't believe that that's true. in like the kingdom of God, it's, it's a yeah. different thing. Like we are who we are because of whose we are. And like yeah. he leads us to what we do in a lot of ways, but that's never who we are. So yeah, totally. That's so good. And I think the root of that, of, of making it who you are it honestly has to do with pride like if you have a lot of pride wrapped up in your dream you're you're gonna you're gonna like you're gonna drive it and it's gonna crash and burn um it's really you've got to get like your pride out of the way not your dream your great idea this new discovery this all these people you're leading it's awesome and it's so good and going to reach so many people, but it's not about you and don't make it about you. Yeah. Like get rid of that pride in your heart so that if it all fails one day, like yeah. you will still yeah. stand in confidence and lead with you. Yeah. And I think it's like that one goes back into the first three. Like if you've rewritten your measure of success, if like success isn't mm-hmm. the number of followers you have or like the amount of people that show up to your events, success is like, it changes one person, then like you won't make it your identity. If you like stand in the confidence of the Lord and know that like only through his goodness and through his will and through his power will this happen, you won't make it your identity. Like, and I think every single day throughout our dreams, if we're dreamers who like constantly make it about Jesus, like constantly make it about Jesus, even when like, I get it. I've been in delight where like, it's easy to take it on and be like, yeah, I did that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, no, I didn't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I worked hard and yeah, I like put in like the time and the effort and the energy, but like God did the big work. God did the big work. I just like kind of held on as, as he like took it where it was supposed to go. Yeah. And so I think if you make it about Jesus every step of the way, it doesn't matter if you're starting a ministry, if you're going to med school, if you are going to be a famous country singer, whatever it is. Yeah. If it's all about Jesus for you in your heart of hearts at the end of the day, like, yeah, then you get to trust him with it. And like, you get to watch him as you do what he, as he does, like what he always does. Yeah. Just so cool. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Okay. So to wrap it up, the first thing is make it a priority. Like you have to, even in those beginning moments, the unglamorous moments. Yeah. That feel meaningless and everybody's dismissing it (laughs) in your time. Still make it a priority. It's huge. Yes. Number two, rewrite your measure of success. Don't measure your success based off what the world says is like 
cool and successful and awesome. Like measure it off of how is it having mm-hmm. a kingdom impact? Mm-hmm. And if only one person was affected by the affected by it at the end of the day, like would it be worth it? Would it matter? Yes. The next is don't limit what God can do through your dreams. Like it's true. Like whatever you're thinking it could be now, it's probably going to be a million times bigger than that if it's in the Lord's hands. Like he can do huge, huge, huge things through a heart that is willing and ready. So dream bigger. Don't let your mind go to the little, small, impossible things. And then finally, don't make it your identity. Who you are at the end of the day is not about what you do. It's truly about who your father is. And so like, let's make our dreams all about the Lord and like trust him with our identity at the end of the day. And those are just our like four tips for stepping into your dreams. Like we want to hear about your dreams. I'm so pumped. Like I believe in delight all the time that hopefully delight is a platform that just launches dreamers and like gives you the tools and resources you need to dream with the Lord. And so we're pumped. We're praying for you. We're we're like your biggest cheerleader, basically. (laughs) We really are seriously. And I believe everybody has dreams. Like, I do too. Some of them, I mean, who who's to say what's big and small? They're yeah. all big, honestly. And they so, all matter. Yeah, they all really do matter. We're so excited for you to step in those dreams and make an impact in this world around you. We need you. Don't we need every single one of them to step we into need their you. dreams? We need you. If you like don't hear anything, take that away that like we yeah. need you to lean into whatever the dream God has placed on your heart. Yeah. Like it matters. It yes. definitely matters. Yes. And we can say in Starting Delight, it hasn't been the most glamorous, fun thing all the time. Today, we're still so excited to get to follow God's dreams in our hearts, but it's not easy um, and it's not glamorous, um, but it's still so good and there's so much purpose to it. And yeah, hopefully our story helped you in stepping into your God-sized dreams. All right, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. We are so excited to introduce you guys to our new leadership course, Go Lead. Go Lead is a 12-week course designed for seniors or recent college graduates to mature in their spiritual authority and to activate their kingdom purpose. This course will be relationship-driven, spiritually challenging, and will increase your influence in your early 20s. Practically, this will look like a group of 15 women chasing after the heart of God. We'll have weekly readings and teachings. There'll be a retreat in Nashville, Tennessee, one-on-one discipleship with Mac and I. It's going to be absolutely incredible. You can apply at delightministries.com slash go lead and applications will be open until September 27th. You You are are a leader. leader. Go lead!